best and try to uh, try to do their best to win this ball game. Um, and they've done it every every week. Um, and I, I don't expect them to do anything else but um, come in Monday and get ready for whoever we draw. Well, Coach, I hope you have a great week of practice and you can survive and advance in the playoffs. And we'll sure look forward to catching up with you next week on Pigskin Brunch here. Hey, Coach, I appreciate you. Um, good luck to y'all. Um, hope y'all get draw and 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 can get a can get a win too. So uh, let's uh, hope everybody in the in the Mountain Seven um, that gets in gets a good draw and can can uh, get a win. I like it, Coach. Thanks very much. Uh, this is uh, Pigskin Brunch heard each and every Saturday morning from nine to eleven. Brought to you by Marshall University, where education moves mountains. And Caroline's producing the show and has done such a great job. The last few weeks, she's edited and archived uh, segments from the show and put it on her website. So if you miss any of the show and would like to go back and catch up, uh, you can go to wisesportsradio.com, click on Pigskin Brunch, and scroll down, and you'll see they're formatted by like hour one of today, hour two of today, uh, uh, if, if you should be so inclined. We're honored to always be joined to lead off the second hour by the head coach of the A.C. Reynolds Rockets, Shane Laws. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are y'all? Good, good. And the the Rockets roll again uh, uh, over McDowell, 58-14. to 14. Coach, tell us how that, that, that home game went down for you. Well, I mean, I thought it went great. I mean, when you look at, you know, all the, the different – scenarios that uh you know our, our players have kind of been through the last couple of weeks and you know i thought they the starters when they were in came out they were they had an edge about them i thought they played hard and, and executed on both sides of the ball and um we were able to get a lead and and then you know get some of those other guys that maybe hadn't got got a chance to play as much throughout the season but have contributed uh, a lot to to the football team and and you know it, it, that was good, and so you know a lot of the kids got a chance to play last night. It was senior night. We were celebrating our seniors, and um, and now we, you know, we wait and see who it's going to be next, and get ready for these playoffs. And, and coach, you end up seven and three. And for people that don't know, or just looking at that record, I thought it was notable that some of the people that you played with Taga that beat you by a point, won their conference championship to go undefeated. They beat Ash County last night, 63-27. to 27. And uh, the Forsyth County tour that you took, uh, East Forsyth, beat West Forsyth 45-35 to win that conference. Coach, you, you've played teams that are really, really good. That's battle-tested you for this 3A, 3A playoff run, don't you think? I think it has. I, I think we're we're in a good place right now. Um, as far as experience, we've we've had a lot of different kids get get an opportunity to play um, in, in some tough games, and, and and we've we've been in tough games, and we they're you know, and and some of them didn't go exactly the way we wanted to early in the season, but but I think you know I think that's necessary if you want to make if if you want to have a chance to win a championship one in your conference, I think you have to know how to play in a big game. And, and then the other part of it is, you know, if you want to make any kind of run in these playoffs, you, you've got to, you've got to have some experience playing against good people and, you know, playing in games that, 
that you've got to battle for four quarters because that's what you're getting ready to get for the next six weeks. You know, you're going to have to you're going to have to be able to make some big plays and some pressure situations and and win four quarter games. And and coach, one of the things that happened, you've had so many people injured and hurt, including maybe one of the best running backs in the entire state who hadn't played it down for you in a game this year, but it's allowed people like Tyron Patterson, a sophomore, to, to emerge as just an excellent back. Coach, could, at first of the year, could you have seen how well he developed? No, it's and that's one of the cool things about, about coaching. It, you, you know, you don't – sometimes you don't really know, you know, what a player is capable of and, until they get ample opportunities to prove it to you. And when you have injuries and – and you have guys that that you know are, are are some of your better players, and they're not available. You don't have any choice but give some of these guys more opportunities. And and you know, Tyvon has played great all year, and and he just continues to get better and better each week. And while it, you know, we all want Max back on the field just as soon as possible, um, you know, I can't be more pleased with with what Tyvon and Jaden Smith has done, and. And uh, Malik Ingram, all of those guys, in, you know, in our backfield, have yeah. are making plays, and uh, so it's you know th- that's happened at a few plate in a few positions where we've had guys that kind of got thrown in earlier in the season when we had some guys hurt, and it's created a little bit of a little bit of depth for us in certain places, but but it's also showed we've we've got a lot of kids that can play when when we need them to. And coach, uh, one of the things I've heard. You know, people speculate on has there been a Max Guest sighting in, in, in Rocket Country, uh, Coach? Coach, at some point in time, you th- you're going to get him back, aren't you? I yeah, I think so. I talked to uh, you know, I've talked to the doctors and talked to people this week, and it you know, it's now it's just up to us. We've got to stay in the playoffs for a little bit, um, but it looks like there's a you know, finally a a little more concrete, you know, evidence that, yeah, he's, he should be back in the playoffs, uh, probably more like the second or third week. But, uh, but I think the doctors and the medical guys team that's working with him and trying to get him back are are finally feeling pretty confident and saying, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks in the playoffs. Well, with him or without him, they see Reynolds Rockets are, are a tough draw for somebody and, Coach, it's all speculation now that they'll they'll seat the conference champion. You're the conference champion of the WMAC, uh, and by RPO, and and then they'll they'll come back down and seat everybody else. Do you have a feel for who's going to be coming to RL Dalton Stadium next week? No, I have no idea right now. It's I mean it's you know the different people are, are saying different things, but. It's. I mean, it's all going to depend on where where we are. You yeah. Know, or, and it's. You know, it, it, there's been speculation that we've as high as a five and as low as an eight. So I don't know where you know we we fall in the seating process. Depending on where we fall, will be kind of dependent on on who you're going to see. So it's. It's. It, there's. You know, the, the last couple of weeks of the season is always interesting because you got all these different people making projections. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and some are good and, and some are out there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are good, but yeah. the problem with it is 
one team, you know, one team not falling in line with, with what that person is projecting turns the whole bracket around. So, um, we're just going. We're going to wait for a few more hours. We'll probably find out something around one or two o'clock today, and then, uh, and then we'll have a pr- pretty good idea of how it's all going to shake out. And, and coach, playoffs is survive in advance. You've made a, a million deep runs in the playoffs. What's your approach to to, to playoff football? One and zero. One and zero. That's you know that that's what we'll talk about Monday. Uh, next week is is all going to be about finishing Friday night one and zero, and and like you said, we'll we'll throw everything we've got into this first round playoff game, and and hope that uh, you know that, that we're doing the same thing the next week and the next week and the next week. But um, you know, there's you don't really hold anything back, and yeah. you you've got to get you've got to be ready, and 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 you've got to be respectful of who you're playing because. You know, we're very familiar with the teams around here in Western North Carolina, but, you know, what is a six and four in the Western Salem area? You know, uh-huh. six and four may not be the same kind of six and four yes. that we'll, we're familiar with around here. And you've got to understand that, um, you know, that every one of these teams brings something to the table and every one of them may be a little different than, you know, than, than what you're used to. And, so you have to be highly respectful of who you're playing and, and you know, have an idea of we're going to, you know, this is all or nothing. We're going to throw everything we've got into this and, and then hopefully we'll get a chance to do it again the next week. And the finality is, 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 is just palpable there because you may think, hey, in the next round or the next round, you don't play well. It ends in a hurry. It does. And it's, and, you know, there's every year, in that first round, that first week of the playoffs, there's teams going home that everybody's looking at each other like, man, can you believe those guys got beat? Yeah. And you don't want to be one of those guys. And so you have to be prepared every single week. And and I think, you're, you know, your players have to understand that. And, and ours do. They they know that, you know, that there's it's win or go home in the playoffs. And and you, you normally see, or at least for us, um, you know, you normally start seeing those seniors kind of go to a little different place mentally as, as they prepare and get ready each week because they know, you know, the, the remainder of their their high school career is is on a week to week basis now, yeah. and and they want to keep playing, so they're they're going to do everything they can to make sure that they are. Well, Shane, we always appreciate you. You're always good to come on Wise Guys every week. Uh, on pigskin brunch for years and years now and uh, uh you do such a good job with your kids and promoting your kids and you know we hope you have a great week of practice we'll be looking forward to seeing who you draw and looking forward to catching up with you later in the week thank you appreciate it, charlie thank you that's shane laws uh, head football coach of ac reynolds rockets uh hosting a playoff game uh, next week at rl dalton stadium just waiting to see who it's going to be Another person that's hosting a playoff game next week uh, is the head football coach of the Pisgah High Black Bears, Brett Chapel. Coach, how are you this morning? Try, still trying to catch my breath. Coach, I, I know that. <laughs> Holy cow, what a game. What a game. 
geez, I, I would have I would have never thought, you know, and you always have surprises in every game and, you know, adversity and all of those things, but I would have never <clears throat> I would have never thought they would have been ninety six points yeah. scored last night. I mean, we were, you know, four points from being a hundred points scored in the ball game. That's crazy. And coach, you know I'm an offensive guy. There's lots of times I go to games and and pull for the team with the ball. Uh, it, it, last night would have been a great night to do that because Pisgah had 522 yards offense. Uh, North Henderson had 385 yards offense. Coach, 700 yards offense uh, in in a game that that isn't just an air raid, throw it down the field, everything, but uh, just just a slugfest. It, it was. I mean, and it wasn't like what you said. It wasn't like it was. Uh, you know, I mean, there were there were certainly some big plays, and there were some you know big touchdowns that, that were scored. But you know, I kind of go back to the third quarter. Um, North Henderson only had one possession, one possession in the third quarter. Now it was a seventy-one yard touchdown, but they only had one possession. So. You know, it wasn't like everybody was just scoring quick and we were going right back out there. There was some long offensive possessions for both teams that, you know, ended up or culminated in some touchdowns or, you know, some scores. But uh, it was just it was just a very unusual uh, night as things kind of unfolded. And I know you mentioned cheering for the team that had the ball last. It, it seemed like that was the direction that it was going uh, all the way into the fourth quarter. And then finally um, – defensively for us we got two stops you know in the fourth quarter and I think we gave up 20 if I'm not mistaken we gave up 29 yards of rushing in the fourth quarter and and got those two stops and that was I mean that was a the big difference in the ball game because we we continued to score on our possessions and you know stop those guys turnover on downs uh on their two there in the fourth quarter we're talking with Brett Chapel, the head coach of the Pisgah Black Bears, uh, here on the DC Creesman Wise Lines. And coach, it seems like I mean, it was a great atmosphere for a game last night, and, and nice to play uh, in a big game like that late. And you know, you did a great job talking about how much th- there is on the line in the game. But seemed like Pisgah's had huge games this year. I mean, usually you don't think of having that many big games. I mean. Brevard, the first game back in the stadium in, in two years, uh, the TV game, the West Henderson game when both are undefeated, the Tuscola rivalry game, and then game last night. Uh, Coach, that, that's just a lot of big games for those kids to get to play in. Oh, man. And, you know, and we didn't even talk about the Franklin game at the time when we played those guys. They were 2-0 and in the conference. Uh, you know, we were 2-0 and in the conference. That was a big game as well, but Last night, there was so much on the line. I mean, there was just so much on the line for both teams. Uh, and I felt like they probably had a little bit more, you know, to play for. They were trying to get a school record eighth win. Um, you know, obviously, we were both fighting for that second place in a home playoff game. Uh, just a uh, great atmosphere. Uh, felt like it was going to be. You know, their visiting stands are a little bit smaller, but uh, – you know, we filled them, you know, pretty quick. And that's the first time I can remember North Henderson, at least in the years we've played, uh, having that many fans in theirs. I knew they would be because they were so much on the line. But uh, just a really good environment. Uh, both sides were loud. Um, 
it was a great night for football. It wasn't cold, but it wasn't hot either. Just a nice, you know, nice cool evening. And but man alive, both offenses were getting it. Now they were on fire. And coach, you talking about a lot to play for. One of the big things to play for is it looks like a home playoff game, which would be the first time in that stadium in 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 when coach. 2019 was the last time we hosted a home playoff game. You know, we had another home playoff game in the year that we had the flood, but we had to use another facility, you know, for that. So this will be the first time since 2019, you know, that we've been able to host one. And, you know, that was that was a big goal from, you know, Monday on. That, that was one thing that, that we harped on Monday on was, Winner gets to be at home. You know, winner's going to have a chance to be at home. Seniors, you know, you thought last Friday with East was the last time. You still got a chance to be at home. You still got a chance to, you know, have another game here. Extend that out and, you know, possibly beyond if you can, you know, catch a good run. But uh, when I wasn't sure, you know, I got asked this this morning on, on the radio show we do here in Canton. I got asked that this morning by Chad, and he said, how was the week of practice? And I said, Chad, I'm just going to be honest with you. I said, Monday, I didn't feel really good. I just didn't see it, you know, on the team's face, that, that sense of urgency. And, man, I understand what we're playing for. Um, but by the time we got to Friday, uh, I think it had set in. And uh, I thought they were very focused and, you know, ready to go coming out of the gates, jumped up you know, 14 to nothing and feeling pretty good. But uh, North Henderson was feeling pretty good, too. And they jumped right back in at 27 seniors, Coach. Yeah. That's how many seniors walked out on that track last night for North Henderson. 27 seniors. That's a whole team. I was fixing to say, Coach, some people don't have 27 on their entire team. No. And and to walk out that many seniors, uh, I think just, uh, you know, Coach Beatty and that, that group have done a really, really good job. Uh, I think he's been there four or five years now and, you know, really got it, got that program where he wants it to be at. That's that first class that's coming through. Their kids are staying there. They're not transferring out like they used to. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's built a solid foundation. They're keeping those kids, and uh, that's a good-looking football team. When yeah. we walked on the field last night, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, my mouth dropped just a little bit because that, that's a good-looking football team on the hoof. Uh, really is and then they played well last night tailback was phenomenal we knew he would be uh we we knew we were going to have to stop him to beat them and uh, thankfully we were able to do it there in the fourth quarter and, and coach couple kids we'll mention here uh that played really well for pisgah uh the offense uh, uh rushed for 232 yards passed for 290 yards aaron clark quarterback was 24 out of 32 for 290, two touchdowns. He rushed it 13 times for 91, including a 52-yard touch, uh, touchdown. Talk about how he played last night. Phenomenal. I mean, just, just he, he did a great job for us last night. You know, and a couple of things go into that. Number one, we were able to protect him, you know, with not many blockers in the box. Uh, you know, we were able to get in some spread sets last night and protect him. Uh, and... The backs did a really good job between Braden Reynolds, which we got back last night, which was another kid that had a huge night. Him and Landon Pope, you know, being in the backfield, helping to protect Aaron. Uh, I think we ended up having uh, maybe maybe five different receivers, uh, something like that, six different rushers, uh, moved the ball around really well last night. You know, 
Coach Metcalf, uh, I have to tell the people that are listening, Coach Metcalf always gives me a hard time about trying to be balanced. I think we had 32 pass attempts and 34 rush attempts. So I don't know if you can be much more balanced <laughs> than that. That's a pretty good job, Coach. Uh, two, of the, <laughs> two of the receivers last night had big nights. Sawyer Ballou and Caden Davis. Uh, t- talk about some of the things they did last night, Coach. Two different kids, two different type of receiver. Uh, thankful to have both of them. Uh, you know, Caden last night had two just humongous catches for us. Had the one in the end zone with no time on the clock right before halftime. Just went up and just, just outfought a kid for it and brought it down in the end zone. Uh, the second one was a third and 14. We gave him another one-on-one shot. Uh, almost scored on it. Uh, you know, we ended up going on in and getting points out of it. Just two really, really big uh, catches for him last night. And then Sawyer, um, you know, there's not, there's just kind of not words that you can really use. I mean, he's not the most, he's not the biggest kid. He's not the fastest kid. Uh, but he understands place and where things are going to open. He's got a great vision for the field. And, you know, what the relationship him and Aaron has. I can tell you when 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 worse when Aaron's scrambling around there, he's looking for number three because he knows he's going to find something open for Aaron to get it to him. And uh, I think he had 12 catches. I don't know how many yards he had, but some really crucial third down plays for us where uh, you know Sawyer was just able to get open and and Aaron was able to get it to him. But uh, Aaron had a phenomenal game, not only passing the ball but running the ball. We knew he had to. That was one of Aaron's roles this week was. He was going to have to take some ownership of our of our rushing game, you know, based off what we were trying to do, and uh, he just he did a really good job with it. Well, coach did what you needed to do, and now it's sit back and wait and see uh, what the playoff bracket's going to be. Uh, high RPI uh, for the Black Bears and and a home game, and we'll know in a couple hours for sure. There's a lot of speculation now, but for sure. Who's going to be coming to Kent Memorial Stadium next week uh, there on the river? You know, just like you said, just excited to be back home. I thought our kids, you know, did a really good job of of uh, finishing the deal. That was one thing that, that I talked to the team in the pregame before we started was, you know, the one thing, the message we tried to, you know, convey to them was don't flinch. You know, this is going to be, this is going to be one of those heavyweight boxing matches. You're going to have to take some punches. You're going to have to get back up and you're going to have to keep swinging and, uh, we didn't flinch. Uh, that was the one thing that I was really, really proud of our kids was because North took the lead on us, uh, you know, there in the in third quarter, got the lead, and we just we didn't flinch. You know, the kids just kept pounding, kept pounding, and, uh, you know, we're finally able to make it happen. Thankful, you know, that, that we played as well as we did last night with everything on the line like that. Uh, really excited for our seniors to get another home playoff game you know, another home game down here in the stadium. And uh, you never know. You know, you you catch that right bracket and you may be able to make a nice little run. But, uh, you know, I'm just thankful that those kids get to walk across that bridge again, uh, have those fans there, walk into the stadium, you know, enjoy that time because it flies so fast. Black Bears have not been beating that stadium this year, Coach. Pretty good pretty good percentage, you know. Um JV's and varsity uh, undefeated at home. Finished fifteen and three. I wanted to mention that our program finished fifteen and three overall with the second and the first place finish. I was looking at some numbers today or this morning about other programs that had you know really good seasons like that. Robbinsville uh, sixteen and two. 
you know, with their program for the year. I think Swain was 14 and maybe 14 and three. Um, TC had a, a really good year. I think, and Brevard had a really good year. I think they were, uh, seems like they might have been 16 and two uh, as well. Um, but just, you know, it, it was nice for us to be back to where, you know, I felt like we needed to be. You know, those expectations are here for our program to be at that place. And, you know, 15 and three. I'm pretty pleased with that. Well, good, Coach. We appreciate you joining us here every week on Pigskin Brunch and uh, look forward to the draw and then look forward to seeing uh, how how is going to play at home next week. Uh, appreciate you always uh, joining us and, and being so professional, win or lose, Coach. Well, it was a, it was a great night and, uh, you know, going to sit back and just wait for some stuff to come out and we'll start doing some prep on Sunday and, Looks like it's going to turn cold. You better yeah. bring your toboggan. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, Coach. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you, Coach. That's Brett Chapel here on D.C. Creaseman Wise Line. You there? Yeah, Coach. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Hey, the Falcons flew again last night, didn't they? Hey. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was tough there in the beginning, but we, we figured a, a way to – Hold on in the fourth quarter, as they say. And, Coach, I don't know a whole lot about how the game unfolded. Uh, how, how did things come down last night at, at C. <clears throat> Weatherby Stadium in, in, in uh, Waynesville? Coach, we uh, got out to a 21 nothing lead there and kind of coasted, and we threw a pick, and, you know, they scored before the half, so kind of, you know, lost the momentum, but we got it back, and, it's just one of those games that, you know, they kept changing defenses on us to, you know, stop 12 and to stop the run. So it's kind of like those one of those classic chess matches when two teams know each other and two coaches know each other. You just keep moving your pawns around. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, you must move your pawns around pretty well uh, in a 42-14 to 14 victory uh, there. And, and, Coach, I could rattle off the usual suspects uh, uh, that West Henderson has. Uh, did it start with Carson Dimsdale? Did you get the ball to Truett Manuel? Uh, all those questions about things that you do so well week in, week out. Yeah, and then, you know that's that's kind of the game plan. You know, we you know we just go in and looking, and we got you know our run game going, we got our passing game going. So now you know, kind of what are the defenses trying to take away? What are they giving us? And you know, early they were in some man coverage, uh, zero coverage with no free safety in the middle, and we were able to get to it loose on a couple of slants and a post. And, you know, then they changed and they went to the, the 4-2 box and the two high safety, so we got Demsdale going. And, you know, then they were in a one-high box. So just one of those games that, you know, you kind of take what the defense is giving you, and, you know, we were able to make some big plays, had a couple of key interceptions, and, you know, just controlled their quarterback to where we, you know, we kind of, for the most part of the game, kept him in his underneath check down stuff and was able to get some pressure on him that, you know, didn't let him stand in the pocket and find those deep crossing routes that they're so good at. But uh, it was a great win for the Falcons. Uh, excited to be 10-0 and 0 again, you know, back-to-back seasons like that. That's something that is very rare around here. And when you oh, think yeah. about high school football and, you know, the tough conference that we're in. And when you can do that in back-to-back seasons, Coach, I'm just just proud of our guys. You know, last year's bunch, this year's bunch, and just 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 glad for the Mills River community. It's been a lot of exciting Friday nights here. Coach, it's pretty special now, i got to say. Now, you, 
you just don't do that, you know, as a matter of course, uh, undefeated regular season. And, and, you know, last year when you played Tuscola, you were both 9-0, and and you guys rolled them up. Uh, and, and they're coming back uh, looking for revenge this year. They had been on a three-game win streak, and part of that had been they'd run their quarterback more between the tackles and, and run their tailback more. Did they try to run the quarterback on you last night? They did, Coach. You know, they did, you know, the two films we got on them. You know, when we tallied up the, the run pass there, they were, I think, you know, pretty close to 50-50. So we, we, we knew that, you know, they were going to, if we gave them soft coverage, he was going to take the underneath hitches and slants. And we just tried to keep those guys in front of us. And then co- collectively as a defensive front, tried to keep the quarterback in the pocket. And when he scrambled, you know, it, not let him look downfield, but make him tuck it and run. And he did, and he hurt us at times, you know, picked up a key first down there on fourth and long there in the second half. But, uh, you know, just kept telling our guys, everybody all week wanted to make this about me and Coach Crompton and, you know, that relationship we had and playing against his former team. And it, it came down to our kids versus his kids. And, you know, that's what we preached all week that, hey, we got to go make one more play than they do at the end. If it's a two-to-nothing ball game, if it's a six-to-seven ball game, just, you know, lay it all out on the line and what happens, happens. And very fortunate to come out with a win in Haywood County. And, Coach, you, you've you played two quarterbacks early. And down the stretch here, Cade Young, the sophomore, has kind of emerged. Uh, how, how was he last night? He was good. He uh uh, manages the game well. I mean, when, when you've got the, the playmakers, you know, some of the skilled kids that we've got outside at receiver and back at running back and our, our offensive line that's coming together, you know, we, we don't have to put it on him. Last year it was, you know, it was the Coachello show, and rightfully so, Coach. He sure. he was a great quarterback and could, could make all the reads as a senior. And now, you know, we've got Kate as a sophomore. We're trying to, you know, just kind of baby steps walk him through it and try to make his reads easy and not depend on him to have to go win the game. He's just getting better every week, and he's getting confidence. The confidence in the other kids, you know, or, or you can see that growing in them, but they see him emerging. But, you know, we've still got Jude back there, you know, still nursing his elbow and still playing linebacker. So he's more of our running quarterback. And if we get into that situation, you know, we're, we're not hesitant to put him in and try to get something going that way. Coach, you made a deep run in the playoffs last year, and no reason to think you won't again this year. You're going to get a high seed uh, as the number one team out of the Mountain 7 Conference. Somebody's be, going to be coming to Mills River next week. Do you have an idea who that might be? No, I leave that to all my young coaches that like to start figuring that out last week. And, you know, the, the, so many things can change with that RPI rankings and and all that, and it changes from minute to minute, and you know probably won't go final to late sometime tonight or early in the morning. But you know some of that stuff I don't understand how they figure up all that stuff, and it just felt like you know if they could give us the top forty teams that you know you put those coaches in a room somewhere in thirty minutes, we'd figure out who was number one and who was forty. So, but they don't call and ask us that. So you know we'll wait around, and you know somebody's going to draw a tough uh, tough buy with that group from Kings Mountain. South Point, North yeah. Gaston, you know, those teams beat up on each other all year in a great conference. So there's going to be some teams that get a home game that's going to be disappointed when they see who they have to play. But uh, exactly we're just right. glad that hopefully ours is at home in front of our crowd and you won't have to make that long bus ride and keep things here in Mills River for us. And, Coach, again, the, the playoff run that you had last year was impressive. And, 
you ended up getting beat by Eastern Guilford in a game you could have won and kept on playing. Uh, tell me how you approach playoffs. What, what, what's your approach with your team for the playoffs? You know, we, we talk about it. We, we got three seasons. You've got your non-conference, you've got your conference, and you've got your playoffs. And once you get to the playoffs, we talk about it, the mentality of survive and advance. Uh, you know, it, it may not be the – the prettiest football game you've seen, but if you win by one, you get to go play next week. And, you know, those other guys are going to go get the basketballs out and roll out the wrestling mat. And that's just something we talk to our seniors about that, you know, that one of these things you don't get back is time. So, you know, give us everything you got. And that's what these kids have done. And, you know, who we draw, what we draw, whether we're home or away, second, third round, you know, just glad to be in the playoffs representing the mountains and hopefully we can make another run at this thing. And, and coach, how many seniors do you have that you know part of that playoff run last year, and then the the great regular season this year you've had? We've had uh, sixteen seniors this year, coach. So you know we've been blessed with you know twenty something last year, sixteen this year, and just proud of these guys. And you know we had to throw a lot of these guys out, Truett as a freshman, and then some of his other guys out as sophomores, and you know kind of got our eyes beat shut and giving up 300 yards rushing a game couldn't stop the run or the pass and to see these kids grow and buy into what we were preaching and what we were trying to accomplish is just something as a coach you like to sit back and you know those two and eight seasons seems like they drag on forever coach and you know you got the long weekends and the long practices but i'm telling you these these 10 and 0 9 and 0s when you get there coach it's like you turn around and where is time gone and now these seniors are you know, going to be stepping away from the game here in three or four weeks. Hopefully, you know, if you're not in the state championship game, everybody's going to lose that last one. So, you know, we're just trying to stay healthy, prepare our kids for, you know, whoever's going to come up the mountain or across the mountain and and be ready on Friday night. Well, Coach, we appreciate you always. You're good about joining us on Wise Guys and and on Pigskin Brunch here. And uh, uh, like I say, hope you have a good – we could practice and get a good draw and play a lot of games there in Mills River this year. Coach, thanks for having me on. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's Paul Whitaker uh, of the undefeated West Henderson Falcons. Somebody's going to get some bad news here in a couple hours and find out they got to get on a bus and, and ride to, to Mills River to play them, uh, uh, and, and it won't be good news. Uh, there's a lot of great games last night that decided things. One of the big ones was Robbinsville, 14 uh, over Swain, 14-8. Uh, to eight, uh, That decided that conference. Mountain Heritage beat up on drawing 52-15 to 15 to win that conference. Uh, uh, big deal kind of things. Uh, Brevard beat Polk 49-21 to 21 to win that conference. Uh, we're joined now on the D.C. Creaseman Wise Lines by Kern Ward, the head coach at the Hendersonville Bearcats. Coach, how are you this morning? Uh, I'm all right. How about yourself? Good. The Bearcats roll last night, 56-13 to 13 over Patton. Good night? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's the OP. Yeah, it was it – was, it, was, it didn't start out so well. Uh, we were just um, – a little, a little lackadaisical, um, and and just in execution, and um, you know, Patton took advantage of it early, 
and uh, they went down. Just some some miscues, uh, missing tackles. They went down and scored, and then uh, we came down. We got the ball. We went down and scored, and, and then it was six six for a while, and then they scored again, and then we scored, and it was tied at half, and then we just oh, had wow. a yeah, I didn't know up. it was tied at half, Coach. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it was yeah, it was thirteen thirteen at half. And then we just had a conversation at halftime and you know, we kinda cleaned up some things, uh as far as coaching wise and uh and the players cleaned up on their end and then we were able to kind of get it going. Coach, it sounds like it. I mean, you you exploded for forty three points in the second half. Of a tied game, uh, man, that's a good way to finish. Yeah, yeah, and and it was just uh, stuff that we were doing, man. Just shooting ourselves in the foot, silly penalties. Um, you know, just not doing what we are supposed to do um, in in order to win games, and and just some of the things that we've done in games that we lost that we should have won. And coach, you're sitting here three and three in a conference, four and six overall. But that's going to put you in the playoffs, isn't it? I don't know. We're waiting to see. Hopefully so. Uh, we're waiting to see once the uh, RPI, the final, and they they they're putting the preliminary brackets together as we speak. Um, so hopefully so. Um, hopefully we can sneak in there and and try to go upset somebody next week. And coach, you're the kind of team you wouldn't want to see roll in. I mean, you got a lot of weapons. Uh, if you guys have that good night, there, there's nobody out there you guys can't beat. Yeah, hopefully, man. And that's that's all it's about, man. You know, you get in the tournament, man, it's a one-night thing. If, if everything's clicking and rolling, uh, you just you never know, man. So hopefully we can get in and, and kind of, you know, like I said, go get that upset next week. Coach, we appreciate you always being on Pigskin Brunch, and we're going to keep our eye out and see how these uh, uh, things come down. Hope the Bearcats are going to get in and and get a good draw and and go surprise somebody next week. I hope so, too. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. That's Curran Ward, the head football coach of uh, Hendersonville Bearcats. We're going to take a break uh, here on uh, the Pigskin Brunch, and when we come back, we're going to uh, end up talking with Zach Gibson, a big winner uh, last night as, as Owen defeats Madison, and then Rodney Pruitt, a big winner uh, as they enter into the playoffs. So stick around. You're listening to the Pigskin Brunch. Welcome back to the Pigskin Brunch on this beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, if you're out looking at leaves, uh, you need to do that uh, now in shirt sleeves. Uh, on between Monday and Tuesday, temperatures going to drop about 20 degrees right in time for Halloween uh, and uh, a little more seasonable football weather. It was beautiful last night uh, in at Owen. We're joined now on the D.C. Creaseman Wise Lines by the head football coach of the Owen Warhorses, Zach Gibson. Coach, must have been a great night for football uh, in the Valley last night. Oh, man, that, that... It was a blast <laughs> to put it to put it that way. Uh, gosh, to 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 come out and you know we wore our our alternate uniforms. It was an all black look, um, you know, and to to come out and do what we did to to run the ball as efficiently as we did, um, and to to make the stops we had on defense. Uh, 
to send those seniors out. You know, four teams are guaranteed wins to end the season, and then not many others get to do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, cleanse, cleanse the palate of what's been a, a what-if season with, uh, with what we were able to do last night. And, and Coach, it must have been a heck of a game, uh, you know, in looking at the back and forth of it. Madison goes down and scores. You respond with a long drive. Mostly passes to tie it up seven to seven. Madison drives down mostly on the ground, scores again to go up fourteen seven. You come back, your quarterback uh, Jacob Knight and uh, throws a touchdown pass, uh, and you miss the extra point. But it's thirteen to to uh, it's fourteen to thirteen, and that's all in the first quarter. Holy cow! Oh uh, yeah, and then we you know kind of. Second quarter was defensive stops, and uh, you know it was yeah it was scoring scoring at will. Um, you know Jacob threw threw a pick six, and he gets back over to the sideline, and you couldn't tell it, and then fires right back out after a big kick return by Hayden Burpo, and we get a face mask on it and gives us an extra fifteen, and throws one up. They had put a new corner on Ben Austin, a senior uh, senior receiver, and he still goes up and scored those two re- or. Uh, receiving touchdowns but uh gosh how proud i am of these seniors um and how they played last night hudson minks rylan king and ben austin making big catches for us uh jacob Knighton going over two thousand yards passing um will johnson uh had 210 rushing yards and three touchdowns last night uh just a a great way to put it together on senior night to to move the ball and then to to bow you next when you needed to and get those four fourth down stops that we had. It sure sounds like it, Coach. You and I exchanged this week and talked about, you know, finish the season strong here, and you surely did that. This time last week you were talking about what a great defensive player Will Johnson was. Man, he had over 200 yards rushing and three touchdowns last night. He pretty daggone good on both sides of the ball, isn't he? You'd put Will in a pool and tell him to go play water polo, and he would excel at it. That kid's just—he is a—he uh, is a competitor. Uh, he is gritty. Um, I've—I've—I've I've, I've coached a couple of really, really good ones, and he's on that list. Um, yeah, and you know, just just the way things went this week, uh, we had a—we had a lot of doubters. We had a lot of people. Uh, critiquing our program and saying that we had we had quit we had mailed it in and that we were done and uh for our kids to come out and respond like they did last night and told them that they had everything in the world to play for because you can win that last game and show that pride and show that determination uh you know and not listen to all that outside nonsense and and take care of your business and couldn't be more proud of my group coach i i like it and and you know that's the way to end the season uh you know, that you come back and fight in a rivalry kind of game, uh, I, I think that really gives you a lot of momentum going forward. It absolutely does. Um, and it shows, you know, the seniors played hard last night for senior night, but daggum, our our underclassmen lined up, and we had uh, we had junior and sophomore linemen that, I mean, are just rolling people up. And, uh, you know, uh, secondary kids that – that might not have been the biggest hitters this year and, and, you know, are not what you would consider contact guys laying some, laying some wood last night and doing those types of things. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was a, a team effort, special teams, uh, offense, defense, coaching staff, uh, 
everybody that that's involved with our program pulled together to get this thing done last night and it certainly is you know an optimistic thing to move forward and and it's it's such a good tale for us to say look when we do what we're supposed to do and we do it the right way look what the result can be i love that coach and and i'm gonna tell you i saw your your alternative uniforms uh on uh, WLOS highlights with Chris Womack uh, last night. I like that. Is that the first time the Warhorse has worn black jerseys like that? To to my knowledge, um, and uh, you know, I was glad we could we could bring them out on senior night. They were supposed to be here for Rosman, but uh, I probably would have burned them yeah. after that. <laughs> so you know, glad we got to do it last night. But I think so. It's something that the kids kids have brought up, and they worked hard fundraising this this year. Um, and I told them, you know. Guys, whatever money you make, you're putting into the program. I'm gonna put take it right back and and get you guys some stuff. And they loved them. And uh, yeah, I thought they looked pretty sharp. Well, Coach, we appreciate you. Uh, appreciate uh, you always joining us uh, here on Pigskin Brunch uh, and on the Wise Guys. And congratulations on finishing the season so strong right here. And and wish you nothing but the best going forward and hope this is going to propel you to a really good offseason. Absolutely, Charlie. I appreciate you. Thank you. That's Dak Gibson, uh, head football coach of the Victoria Zoan Warhorses uh, uh, there on the D.C. Creaseman Wise Lines. Next, we're going to be joined by Rodney Pruitt, the head coach of the Irwin Warriors, and the Warriors rolled again last night. Uh, coach, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, Charlie. How about you, Beth? Good, good. Uh, you guys had a big win again last night. Uh, 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 tell me how that game went down. Um, <clears throat> you know, our offense has really clicked the last two weeks, and I feel like our quarterback has really played, really played well the last probably half of the season. Um, grown up a lot, and he, he's the leader of, of the offense, even you know because of the position he plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with that youth, but all, all in all, I thought special teams, offense, defense, it was a complete game. Um, and I was very happy and thrilled for our seniors to go out their last home game, obviously, and uh, to go out winners and go out on top and and have that feeling. So it was a uh, it was a special night for sure. Well, Coach, it's, it must have been. It sounds like it was. And and you guys, like I say, rolled 51-14 uh, uh, over North Buncombe uh, after having played so well the week before uh, against McDowell. Uh, and, Coach, you're hitting your stride at the right time, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, we have. I think I think we've we went through the gauntlet of uh, we're battle-tested. Yeah. And playing the tough teams that we've played, gosh, a lot, maybe eight. Eight out of our ten opponents are going to be playoff teams. Um, a lot of number one seeds um, that we've played in their respective classifications. So, um, I, and I think I think we're going to be in um, the playoffs. Getting ahead a little bit there, Charlie. But, no, no, that's you know, where I was I, going, Coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, you want to – that's where you want, and that's what we wanted with this group. Um, battling the adversity, we battled, and, and uh, in the off season a little bit, early early season, everything that everybody deals with. But I'm I'm so happy that these I get another week with these these guys, especially the seniors, and 
you know, hey, everybody's zero and zero. And I know we'll have, we'll have to go on the road, and it's going to be a tough opponent. But like I said, our guys are battle-tested because of what we've we've went through throughout this season. Well, Coach, you look at the people that uh, – some of the people you've played, a good Daniel Boone team out at Tennessee and Mountain Heritage and Brevard and West Henderson. Those are all conference champions, not to mention Reynolds uh, and, and uh, uh, T.C. Robertson. Uh, Coach, it doesn't uh, get any uh, worse than that. No, you're you're right, Charlie. It's uh, you know, and <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been it's been a battle for sure, and, you know. And we we've the scores ended up, and people might look at them and say, well, they got blew out. But a lot of those games in defeat, you know, we were right there, one score game, um, with the exception of, of maybe Reynolds and and, and West Henderson. Uh, that was really the only two, but. You know, even we played we played good in spurts against those. But you know, there's been a lot of good things, and the kids have grown. And uh, you know, I I couldn't ask for anything else. And, and coach, you got in the playoffs last year and, and played really well. I mean, you beat Carson, and you you could have beaten Eastern Guilford, who ended up playing two two or three more weeks. Uh, you played yeah. really well in that game and and had a chance to win. Now that you're in the playoffs, everybody starts over. It's survive and advance. The Warriors could be one of those people that survive and advance. Well, and that's – I can promise you this, Charlie. Um, we we won't be – we won't be scared. We won't fear, you know, any, anybody we play. And, and uh, you know, I can, I can tell you this, we'll show up. And, and one thing's for sure, our, our kids will play hard. I know that, that they've proven that time and time again. You know, you're not going to play hard for 10 straight weeks um, and, and or 10 out of 11 straight weeks, and then you're just going to go lay an egg in the playoffs when it's it's win and move on or lose and go home mentality. And, and our kids understand that, and that's the message we'll, we'll preach all week. And, and I, I expect them to come out and play at a high level and, and get after it. And, hey, we'll just – we'll see – We'll see how it goes. Coach, I like it. Uh, congratulations on the big win last night, and, and hope this is going to put you in the playoffs. We'll sure be looking at the, the parents later on today to find out where the Warriors are going to travel to next week uh, to play in the first round of the 3A playoffs. And, and like I say, appreciate you always being so good to come on Wise Guys and Pigskin Brunch and, and do the things you do to promote your program and your kids. Uh, Charlie, it's it's and you you said it, it's all about the kids and hey that's that's why I do it at this stage of, of my career and done it for as long as I've done it you know my 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 coaches I can't leave them out I I couldn't do it without the great group of men that work work beside me every day and uh, but those, those those kids those fourteen to eighteen year old kids is what it's all about and hey we love ours and and. Uh, it's it's always a special time and and see see the fruits of their labor pay off. Well, coach, have a great Halloween and give somebody a trick next week uh, on Friday night. Uh, Thank right, you, buddy. Take care. That's Rodney Pruitt on DC Creaseman Wise Lines. You've been listening to Wise Sports Radio. Lines.